Hi, Julie. Once more into the breach. Unto the breach, Julie. Unto the breach. Oh, yeah, oh, I've embarrassed myself so much, and we're only 12 seconds into the podcast. Hello. Well, I said hi, Julie, instead of hey, oh. Julie, if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> we're, we're, you know what, we're the... The end of the tunnel was in sight. We crossed the finish exactly. line and we're just on to different things, namely, and we'll get to the two hour finale. Oh, we will get there. First off, da- Danielle, how is Halloween? How's Halloween going for you so far? So far, it's amazing because I feel like it's the 30th and I woke up today thinking, oh my gosh, Halloween is tomorrow. It's a full moon tomorrow. I just want to listen to Monster Mash all day. I want to carve, like we have pumpkins, but we haven't carved them yet. So I got to carve them. I got a costume for my dog. It's a shark because she's going as baby shark. Oh. And I'm just so excited. (laughs) I love Halloween. Question. Yes. What's the difference between baby shark and left shark? Oh, baby shark. I know the song. We don't have to get into it. Okay. (laughs) Well, baby shark is just a small, it's like baby shark probably grows up to be left shark performing at the Super Bowl. But when they start out, it's, it's really left shark's origin story. Oh, the brooding and and <laughs> re- and deep origin of a of a hero. Um, is right. is baby shark? I'm aware of the song. Is baby shark tied to like some IP or anything, or is this just like sort of a small shark costume for a dog? It's a it is a generic shark okay. costume. <laughs> I just didn't know if baby shark that, was a thing. Like, oh, obviously yes. it's a character on Peppa Pig, or right. Some uh, part of some cinematic universe. Well, I'm sure. No, I think it's its own cinematic universe at this point because it's such a hit. It's a musical universe. Still a hit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know you haven't been watching a lot of American sports 24 hours a day for the last uh, no. But three congratulations months. to you, an LA dweller for the oh, World Series. Thank you so much. I wasn't even going <laughs> there, but oh, okay. there are at least two commercials with. The hot new song from a band called BTS that is oh, from yes, our, yes, yes. our our neighbors to the west or the <laughs> east, our friends in South yeah. Korea. And I'm like, all right, I got to go into a Wikipedia hole about BTS. So they have, I guess, in the context of their songs, a sort of cinematic universe within the lyrics of their songs about like, Whoa. so... I, this was a huge ass Wikipedia page, if you can believe it. Oh, I, didn't I get, can believe it. <laughs> I, I didn't get that much into it, but I saw that we're talking about song universes, not cinematic universes, and maybe, maybe well, Baby I've Shark actually, can get in with BTS boys. <laughs> I have to say, I've noticed there's actually a pretty big overlap between Big Brother fans and K-pop fans because <laughs> in the off season, because mm-hmm. I don't check, I very rarely check our Hey Julie BB Twitter when Big Brother isn't on. Oh. But the times I have, it's like our feed that's usually full of Big Brother stuff is all K-pop drama. So there's there's an overlap there. I don't look at the feed from the perspective. I only look at just the mentions. Like I don't even look at what, mm. the, what the feed is. Oh, I do. I'm on top of it. Uh, one other question, and then we'll get into the finale. Um. Oh shit! What was I going to ask you about Mando? Mando, are you are you excited <laughs> for the Mando? Of course I am. I I I mean I only pay attention to the Baby Yoda scenes. I don't know what's going on in this. I watched every episode last season, and I have no idea what this show is about. Who's in it? Um, no. What's going on? All I care about it's really like wake me up when Baby Yoda's on the screen. Doesn't even matter. And who's then in I'm it. wrapped. I'm wrapped. Doesn't even matter who's in it. They have just some yeah. yuck walking around with a with a mask on. They get our boy Pedro Pascal to show up for a fucking hour <laughs> at Burbank, and he just goes, "This is the way. I must have the child." And they just dub that in on top of it. I watch. I'm not like a big Star Wars person uh, or Disney person. Like I don't. I didn't have the need to like have a subscription to Disney Plus because I don't have children and I don't like dress up as like Gaston when I go to (laughs) Disneyland. I did get it for free. I got it for free through, uh, I think, Verizon. Oh, we love Verizon on this podcast. Mm, We do. We support it. (laughs) We we stand the big red check. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hashtag Verizon partner. <laughs> we love 5G. Uh, yeah. So, but I, there was a point in the middle of the quarantine where I'm like, I have nothing to watch right now. And everyone says the show's pretty good. So I just got my seven day, my seven day uh, trial of the Disney Plus. And mm. it's like only eight episodes. So I just, I just banged it out in before the seven days were out. Not that hard to do. I found the show very enjoyable. And I'm actually later today, I'm about to become a paying subscriber to Disney Plus because I need to watch Baby Yoda. And I was thinking like, because we didn't know about Baby Yoda until the first episode dropped. Like Baby right. Yoda was not part of the marketing. It was a secret. It was much like Borat 2, just <laughs> yeah. hidden in the wings for most of 2019. Um, are they going to do some other sort of reveal? Because eventually the tides are going to turn on Baby Yoda and people are going to be like, no, I'm, no, I'm no, sick no. of Baby Yoda. So he my prediction <laughs> for season two, episode one, Baby Chewbacca. <laughs> Actually, that would be amazing. That is, but aren't aren't Ewoks essentially baby Chewbacca's? Ewoks are Ewoks, and Chewbacca is a uh he's a Wookiee from the planet Kashik. Oh. And the well, Ewoks live on the forest moon of Endor. How do I know this? As someone who doesn't like Star Wars, I don't know. I don't know, but I just also want to flag this to you because I want to make sure you understand that Baby Yoda isn't actually Yoda. I, I know he's not Baby Yoda. You're and, aware of and he doesn't have a name. He's the child. If you go to IMDB slash the Mando, well, I didn't, it's just called the I'm, child. It's not like his character name is Baby Yoda. But Well, I thought it was <laughs> when I was watching. I thought this was Yoda's story of how he came to be. Yoda is like 700 years old in... In the the movies, yeah. So, and he started somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, but this, but these movies, but the Mando takes place like I, I don't even know when it takes place, but it takes place exactly. like roughly within the the sort of time span between I think between like the the original trilogy and the newish one. I might be completely wrong. I uh, don't know, but I don't know. It, this doesn't take place 700 years before Star Wars. Well, I the thing about Star Wars is it could. You don't <laughs> oh, yeah. know that. Like, the, it's not like the tech, you know, the first movie was made in the 70s. So the tech back then looks even worse than the stuff that was supposed to happen uh, before it or after it. So, you know. Danielle, you've created a bitter jury. And I'm very <laughs> bitter towards you in the fact that I, a person who doesn't really care about Star Wars, have been like, actively fighting for <laughs> like no he's 700 years old it takes place between the second trilogy and third trilogy i've turned into that person against my will i don't know yeah. how you've socially manipulated me to do so but you've done well, it well i just well i'm glad you knew that it wasn't actually baby yoda because i really didn't know and i strongly <laughs> advocated that it was to many people um before people showed me the facts but I also want to, in case anyone didn't know, there is also a female Yoda, and her name is Yaddle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't into this. So nobody knows the name of the species that Yodas are from. And there's only three Yodas in the Star Wars universe. There's Yoda, there's Yaddle, and there's what we have been calling Baby Yoda. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're a very mysterious species. They don't know where they're from. It's not like we know that Wookiees are from Kashyyyk. (laughs) (laughs) And Yaddle is just Yoda, but with Julia Roberts's wig from the film Mother's Day. Yeah. A very chic red wig. Yeah. I mean, still on a sort of Yoda body. So it's not like a chic... (laughs) It's no, sort it's not, of. It's not hot Yoda. They really didn't try to, you know, comic book it up by making Yoda like stacked. Honestly, <laughs> but, Yaddle looks like Glenn Close in the poster for that movie. <laughs> for a hillbilly elegy. The hillbilly elegy from the director of Apollo thirteen. <laughs> yeah, Yaddle is actually like very gross looking. <laughs> Um, upon further inflection, the problem, the thing is, is that baby Yoda is just so cute. Oh yeah. And everything it does. Yeah. My favorite part in that whole season and you're fresh off. So hopefully you remember 
is when, um, what's his name? Carl Weathers gets injured <laughs> and baby Yoda goes to help him. And the guy shouts out, help, he's trying to eat me. <laughs> and baby Yoda's just trying to help him. Yeah, he's too young to formulate biases. I hope Baby Yoda baby. does not age. I, that's my one hope for season two. I don't want it to be like toddler Yoda. Well, they, no, well, they age like very slowly because Yoda mm. Yoda is 700. It's not like, I don't think we're having a teenage Groot situation. That's good. That's great. Disney already has a, a sullen teenage anime, um, animated <laughs> like cute monster yeah. thing. I don't need to see Yoda go through puberty. We'll save that for season 20 of the Mando. <laughs> we'll hopefully be dead. We'll still be doing Big Brother. Maybe one of yeah. us will be on BB43 as like the as like the, the old. Grand. The true Yoda. This the 700 is year old. He used to live in Los Angeles, but now he makes potatoes in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he wears overalls. Uh, okay. Big Brother 22. Let's close the book. Throw the book, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we yes, you're right. We need to close the book. So we had our we had our finale on Wednesday. I watched it today. Um, Danielle, and, can I yes. do a massive change of? Can I can I go to something that we always do? Yes. But I'll take the lead on it in a massive Please. a massive change yes. for the structure we'll and format of this podcast. Of course, I'm referring to Julie's outfit. Of course. And Julie was wearing an LBD. You're correct. Yes, yeah. that is an LBD. Yes, yeah. good job. Good job, Red. That was yes. it. That was it. That was it. It was It was quite chic, in fact. It was off the shoulder with some light ruching at the pit, the armpit. Um, it was a longer sleeve. It was quite form-fitting. And she accessorized with again two, I believe, two cross necklaces this time. Two Many cross bangles. necklaces. There were there were more necklaces than just those two. Right. I couldn't get an exact count. Yeah, and many lots of jewelry, huge blue chandelier earrings, and her hair was styled helmet esque, uh, quite blown back away from her face. And this look was classy. I'm a sucker for off the shoulder, so I have to give it a hot. It was finale night. She wore black. She wore three bracelets, chunky mm. bracelets, I would say. Very chunky. Ch chunky, you know, really. Chunky bangles, yes. And uh, the hair was looking good. The, the off the shoulder look. The ruching? Is that what it was? Mm. Yeah, there was some ruching in the pit. Some light ruching in the pit. That's yes. a word I've definitely heard before today. <laughs> and, but I and I clocked that and uh I would give it let's end up the season with a double hot. You got nice. two hots Good from for the her. host today. Good for Julie, who it has been announced will be hosting season 23 of Big Brother next summer. I have an idea for a host of Big Brother that I'm going to save for when we do our rebuild. Let's break down Big Brother and rebuild it. I have an idea for you know us. we got questions like that. <laughs> because oh, okay. everyone agrees this well, maybe season I'll say, was so bad. <laughs> maybe I'll do it on this episode and I'll come up with another one for, for that episode. Yeah. Um. So what is there to say? There's a final competition. We know that uh, <laughs> Nicole won one, Cody won another, Enzo flopped it up big time. Honestly, he was really made to look like a fucking chooch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a, quite a failure at that comp. And even Nicole was just crying for him because of how bad it was. What did Cody get? Like four minutes, 45 seconds? Yes, he got four minutes and Enzo got like 45 minutes. <laughs> he got like 37 minutes. I'm like, all right, Enzo's going to lose. Like, okay, he'll get like 20 minutes. Like... Oh God, this was this was rough. Enzo going fucking crazy afterwards. Yeah. Was I mean that was true thing, humanity, is what that was. You know what I will say in that moment, in when Cody had to make his final decision at 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 uh, final three, 
there was a lot of humanity in both of those moments for a season in which we've been really not connected to any of these people. I've enjoyed it. Like, and when Nicole got her question in towards the end, the big brother did a wonderful job trying to like prevent these moments from happening. I don't know why, but like, yeah, we had a really crazy moment. Yeah. The decision to have Enzo read off the instructions to this completely complicated concept, uh, contest, Probably not the best idea. It felt like that took 90 minutes of the two hours. It was just like, if the pigs are swinging and it's not yeah, in no, the frame, then it turns green. And if it is swinging, then it turns red. I and if on out. every other, like, oh my God, it was going, I was going insane. But. um, Show me, don't tell me, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a common complaint about Big Brother. Yeah. Should CBS have left in, standards and practices have left in the word fucking chooch? <laughs> I guess they bleeped out fucking. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I was like so amazed by this like complete yeah. meltdown here that I want to go through it. Yeah, it was a long, I mean, they really showed a lot. They showed him backstage where like the gaffing tape was. Love it. I love it. They I showed see more the of it. screen. Yeah, it was, it really broke the fourth wall in a way. Um, and it was just, what struck me, yeah, it was just that. And if the, I'm, I'm sort of like, how powerful would this have been if it was someone you were actually rooting for? You know, how much more oh, compelling yeah. if it had been like, God, God forbid, Devon or someone who you actually connected with, whoever that house guest is for you. Because, yeah, the, the biggest complaint, I think, and you said it already that we have about the season is that there was just no chemistry and no connection with the audience with the cast and then the cast with each other. Like that's why I was sort of surprised when Nicole was so moved and crying for, uh, after that competition, because I was like, these people even really like each other that much. I guess they just spent so much time together at this point, but it was striking. Yeah. It's weird, especially considering this is the season where like, it seemed like they didn't have much chemistry with each other, except for the fact that like half of them all knew each other and were like, texting each other like days before going in being like yeah what should we do (laughs) (laughs) like there was all sorts of pre-gaming and planning and stuff and obviously cody and nicole have had a relationship for six years and six years yeah yeah um i don't remember like the last time seeing someone really just shit the bed at a comp like that it really brought memories back to chrissy and that one where her hands fell off in the VOTT. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I only th- I only remember that Chrissy was just reading the rule book after every time she lost. <laughs> Maybe there's a page um, in here that says that if your name is Chrissy, you don't lose. <laughs> but so so then Cody and and Nicole have to uh, go head to head. It's a questions one. Cody wins. I mean, there's a there's a um, jury segment in here somewhere too. <laughs> there was a jury segment in here. Okay. Um, wait, wait. There was one part at the very beginning that I have to flag, which is please. the voiceover is like going through how the night's going to go. And yeah. it's like, and who will the jury cast their vote for? And who did America vote for America's favorite house guest? We all know that um, that voting is very important. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was like we all know Americans like are, take the right to vote very seriously. Or <laughs> yeah, it was, such like, weird, really. like, it was such a weird like. It was such a weird like wannabe like wow. CBS joined the resistance. Like yeah, <laughs> such a weird like you know someone probably wrote that and was like I wonder if I can get this in and they were probably so happy that they did. As like their little stand of of political active awareness, but it if was I weird. get if I get even one person to take a gun to a goal, uh, polling <laughs> place and uh, and threaten Dems the libs, then I will have done my job. Yeah, it was um, it was just a little jarring. It, yeah. but just wanted to bring that up in case anyone thought I didn't notice. I did. I thought the jury segment. Did David dirty? <laughs> what is I know David? <laughs> also, so there's that, and then there's the fact that like David didn't do himself any favors by like 
hey, and you know what? Lots of people don't watch the seasons of Big Brother that they're on. They get out of the house and they're like, I just literally can't. I right. can't relive this. I can't see my I can't see myself in this. Like they love Big Brother, but they don't even watch the season that they were on. Not that Dave loves Big Brother or anything. He obviously clearly has never watched a full season of Big Brother, no. including his own. Yeah. And it's like we're doing this damn jury segment thing, and everyone's dressed up for a nice, well-lit, produced studio segment. Yes. Whatever that means. Like, not that Kevin Kevin was like wearing sneakers and like a, a long He was yeah, like, wearing a very colorful thing. ensemble. He but he wears colorful stuff. Like, I didn't yeah. say he's Kevin didn't look like he was going to the like White House correspondence dinner, but like he looked presentable on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like when y'all come down to the living room and there's the intern there with the van who drives you to the thing, and there's a producer there, when Kevin comes down looking like he's about to get on a 15-hour flight. <laughs> He's just like in sweatpants. Like David, because David dressed up nice for the finale. He was wearing a nice suit. He looked awesome. Right. I mean, David, maybe like this is going to be on TV and not in the way that when we're all hanging out on the pool was going to be on TV. Like this is a nice thing. And then they leave him in saying, what's jury jury management? So (laughs) I know David didn't do himself any favors, but I feel like production let him down too. It was just a rough look. Yeah, well, I honestly, if I'm being totally honest, I don't remember what he was wearing. I remembered what Kevin was wearing. Mostly the jury outfits that I noticed was Danny's, just because I thought she looked fabulous. She was wearing like the sparkly, oh, she looked great. And I just think, you know, the only people who do have chemistry this season are in Cody. Danny and Cody. Yeah. (laughs) Not Keisha and Cody. (laughs) Actually, them too, you know? (sighs) There's a lot Cody's to be said about Cody, woman. but he clearly has an effect on women. As an aged woman, your woman yourself, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, what do you feel like? Do you? I could see myself absolutely getting charmed by Cody. Oh, okay. Those baby blues. I mean, he's like, I know what the casting director said when they found him. Robin Cass. He came in. He did his little spiel. He left. Robin Cass put down her pen, turned to her interns, and said. We just found the new John Travolta. Oh. <laughs> and stamped cast right on his picture. He's so, he's like such a young Travolta to me. He's so cute. So charming. I mean, not this season. He was very boring. But like, I bet in real life, the power is there. Yeah. It's it's so funny too. Like even back, to, I know we're jumping around a lot, but like going back to the final speeches, like, Enzo's speech makes no fucking sense. And he's like, we're, we'll get to we'll get to all that. And Cody is giving this, he's like outlining why he should win and stuff. And it's like super boring. And he is this charming guy. But I don't know. Every time it like it's he's like the fucking peanuts parents. Every time his mouth opens, I'm just like, oh my <laughs> you know, god. Like, my wah, favorite wah, wah, moment of asleep. Cody this whole season. They showed it last night and it was with David. It was when David was trying to pretend that he didn't have the power and was acting like he didn't know. And Cody puts his arm around him and is like laughing. He's like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Like, we all know that you did it. It was just that felt so real and so like nice and brotherly in a way. Um, Like big brother. That was the realest moment from Cody. Yeah. So So I think he has that. What a great a great season for Cody. What a great season for him. He came out looking like a rose, right? Like really no scandals. Yeah. Um, and isn't isn't he going to be on some sort of lifetime Christmas movie this season? Well, maybe he'll get like, more offers now, or at least he has enough money to keep fueling that acting dream. Can we talk about the Calafiore family? Oh my gosh! Well, what else is going on? Oh, just well, the we fact saw that we there. saw some clip. We saw some clips of them. Yes, yes, on yes. the on the Zoom. Yes. And I don't want to cast it. Uh, I don't want to throw any stones. Cast any stones. Cast I don't want to judge, lest I be I be judged. Yeah. Pauly Calafiore <laughs> has put on the quarantine fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying he's got a little COVID belly. <laughs> well, I mean, he looks. He still looks like ripped, but he's just like he just he look. He's filled out a bit as, as we up. all have in in as our. As we all our, have. Oh yes, I mean, into how our can you mid not? to early late thirties. That must be difficult for him though to watch his brother, his younger brother, in quarantine, double quarantine because he's also in the Big Brother house. 
Yeah. And Cody has not gained an ounce. Cody wearing some tight jeans. <laughs> like stuff that I would wear like in college. And I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. I, good for you. I can't pull I can't pull that shit off now. Good for him. Um, I mean, I could. It would just be like pretty, pretty horrible every time I needed to like go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because I pull my pants all the way down to my ankles. <laughs> well, <what>? <laughs> even <laughs> for a one, even for a one. I, I said it <laughs> right here, folks. <laughs> my mind is going forward, but then I'm also like, wait, listening? And I'm like, wait, oh, what? <laughs> what the fuck is he saying? Is he still talking? <laughs> um, well, was there anything else about the jury? I saw a tweet. <laughs> I saw, Is there anything else in this episode? <laughs> I saw a tweet about how, like, apparently the jury had to really fish for compliments for Nicole's game. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I think that that's there bitter. is. I think that Dave, Davon and Ian were legitimately bitter towards Nicole because she lied about evicting them even mm-hmm. in her even in her um goodbye message. going away messages like it's it's it's, it's in, you can argue about whether or not like that's a legit thing to be upset about but like it's something that she did and that is a known consequence of, of that action in this game this isn't we're not playing Settlers of Catan. Like, yeah. this is what happens in Big Brother. I, it's like you can choose to lie to someone and you can choose to not lie to someone and you can choose to lie to someone in your goodbye messages. Like, yeah. she made those decisions and those people were bitter towards her. Hell, they might have still voted for her to win. Right. Especially if Enzo was there. I don't think Enzo was getting a single vote. No. Here's it would have been 9 0 either way if, if Enzo was in that chair. I just want to say, Another thing about the jury segment, speaking of bitter juries and how I don't think they were giving Nicole her due. (sighs) This is really painful for me to bring up, but I'm going to be open. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share this with you and the Hey Julie audience. Thank you. I found myself agreeing with Christmas during the jury segment, (laughs) which is very upsetting for me. What did she even say? Like every time she talks, I like kind of look at my phone. <laughs> so Davon was talking about her reason for why she was pissed at Nicole and how why she was bitter against Nicole. And Christmas said, like, the way I see it, everything in that house is game. Like, no yeah. matter what it is, it's not about friendship. If you want friendship, you're on the wrong show. And I was like, you know what? She's right. <laughs> she is right. And Davon was trying to like like sort of justify how like she and Nicole go back and it's a whole relationship thing. And I was listening and I was like, yeah, but I still agree with Christmas. Yeah. Like, I mean, that might've been, that's a, that's something to, that's a knock against Davon's game is that like in the end, she, she can't fully separate the game from the personal connections Mm -hmm. there. Davon's a smart, adult mm-hmm. woman who's like f- fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's going to hold it against Nicole. For no, the rest of, her of course life. not. It was just in that I moment. Do, I truly don't. Yeah. But like in the, con- yeah. And like, not to mention, it's like, you're in this house, you don't see your family. It's shit so fucking crazy. Like, mm-hmm. and of course you're going to be like putting more weight onto certain connections. Well, speaking of, you know, she's America's favorite house guest. Yes. Congrats that was to her. Good. I mean, yeah, that's a feel-good yeah. moment for everyone. I was a little surprised that it was like between her and Tyler. Aren't there usually... I wasn't surprised. But aren't there usually three? Do they usually say three people? <laughs> I don't... I, I feel like they usually do. So was uh, there just like it was such a drop? Or maybe it was truly only between those two? I'm trying to like... Who else I could wonder if been? like... Yeah, who else... I, Enzo, yeah. I'm sort of like, why wouldn't if he? He's like the co- comedic relief, no? I don't know if people like Enzo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's quite abrasive. Like we we surely got like quite a quite a f- series wrap from from Enzo. Yeah. He got a lot of screen time this week. <laughs> yeah, and I I do want to talk about him a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm changing the the subject no. here, like. Tyler 
and Ian call this out in the jury segment before we even get to final two. And they say that Enzo's playing a better game that he essentially he realizes. And I think what was really like we knew Cody was gonna win. But and even if Enzo did a good job of this, maybe Cody still would have won nine to zero. But I, I found it really troubling in the end and disappointing that he wasn't even to able to articulate in these final two hours one bit why he was good at the game. Yeah. Without complimenting Cody. Yeah. It was pretty disappointing. Yeah, and I think he probably was disappointed in, in himself. He knew it didn't go well. Obviously. Yeah. I'm such a fucking true You just give me the game. What is it? Like, he is, he is a very, my guy, like, gets uh, some It was kind of funny. It was like, it was written that way, where every time, where both times we went to commercial after, where you were sort of like sitting with the final two, Enzo played his part and Cody played his part, where Enzo would be like, you're laughing at me, bro. Cody, no, bro, listen, they're not laughing at you. They're, They're laughing with you. They think you're funny. Come on, you're killing me. It's like, it really is like a comedy act, these two. Yeah. It's it's just crazy, and it's like he he kind of Enzo kind of gets there. It's like, hey, I haven't been nominated once in this game, and I think they even cut back to Ian, who's just like, oh, I can have, that registered something with Ian. Yeah, plays this game pretty logically, understands what that means. He's like, I've never been nominated once in this game, other you know, it's like I've made it to final three twice. I I was. I played such a good game and and like I was never a target for any of you guys. Right. Like and he wasn't and he didn't even say this. Like he could have said this like, "Hey, I know Cody wasn't nominated either, but Cody was the target. The amount of Thursday night evictions where one of you was going home and blowing Cody up along the way speaks to why he was good, but speaks to why I was good that I was never I was better. No even one was on the radar." Yeah. He was on he was on the fucking radar the entire time nobody could do anything about I, again and now i'm just turning into enzo here where i'm just like man everything really dwarfs nothing you can say good about enzo's game you can't say anything good about his game without also saying you know tying it back to cody and somehow yeah. but i found it it was just like ultimately just like letting out the air from the balloon like we knew cody was going to win in this scenario yeah um what did you think about the moment when Cody met Nicole. I loved it. I did too. I loved it. And well, I loved it because it was human, because all three of them were crying mm-hmm. and they knew how much this meant. They they knew that there was sort of like a a final two dyad, a triad thing yeah. going on. I loved that. I was like so happy. Like, imagine if Christmas was in the final. Like, imagine if Enzo wasn't there or Christmas or whatever. Like, Nicole gets up, she has one sentence to say to him, and she can bear she can barely hold back the tears. Yeah. Enzo gets up, same sort of thing. Christmas is there. First of all, thank God. Yeah. First of all, thank my app. My app is number one. Floyd, Bobby, yeah. Stibby, Timmy, Tommy, I love you. Like, shut the fuck. Uh, like yeah. we just know what that speech would have been Edward like. Ryan. I'm here for a little Christmas spice, yeah. naughty or nice. It's all about to be November first. Time <laughs> yes. for the Christmas train. Choo choo choo. Uh, like it would have been fucking horrible. I loved that it was intense. It was emotional. It was terse. <laughs> and I I I, I, lo- I loved it. It was great. It was terse. And I I know I'm coming off as such a Nicole apologist, but like I really thought she was actually. So great and gracious and level-headed. Like, obviously, she's emotional. It's an emotional emotional moment for her. But she still was fair. She voted for the right person. She, oh, yeah, she wasn't absolutely. bitter. Like, at, at least not any more bitter than she, frankly, has the right to be in that moment. I just thought she conducted herself actually very well. And I, 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 I say this because I always see so much hate for Nicole on our yeah. timeline. And I'm just like, I, don't, I feel like I'm not watching the same show as these people. I think she's totally fine. I think it was easy at the beginning of the year because there was these rumors about like amazing race casting right, and this right, right. and that and pre-gaming. And it turned into a meme that Nicole was the executive producer <laughs> of Big Brother and actually the head of CBS mm, and yeah, potentially sure. the head of the, you know, whatever, sure. Viacom Corporation. It turned into a meme. And I will say this now that we are 
Hey Julie, the podcast by casuals for casuals. <laughs> BCFC. Uh, this is a pro Nicole. We, we, this yeah. is a pro Nicole podcast Casuals, now. We, like we fully transitioned. I love Nicole, but like <laughs> I, 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 I realize she's she's very good at this. I don't necessarily know why this like sort of soft spoken girl from the Midwest is like wants to be on TV all the time because she looks so physically uncomfortable right. most of the time. Like during that that record competition, like. She was like, she's really. She, I mean, she kind of knew she had lost or whatever, but like, she's a question mark. She, she's like, she's just so weird and like fidgety and twitchy and emotional and sort of like that's her <laughs> like thing. a like Cage sort of way. She's, remember when she's just so weird? I'm like, why do you want to do this? Yeah. Why do you want to be here? I know the money is good, but like, well, you know, you're not trying to be a star. I feel like Maybe the world is, has evolved past adorable Zoe Deschanel. But Nicole oh. has not. Nicole is still like, no, that's me and that's my personality. Adorable Zoe Deschanel, you know, you know, a you know, season two of 30 Rock when like oh all the Liz Lemon was like, oh, she's cute and she can have, she has a job and right, right. she's funny. Like, that's very millennial. Very millennial. And now it's Gen Z time. And Gen Z hates us. I got bleached hair. I'm wearing like a fuzzy, ill-fitting fitting sweatshirt. Mm. And I'm standing in front of bisexual lighting. I'm a Gen Z, damn it. And I shoot my 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 content from the chin up because I'm not afraid of having double and triple chins and showing my pimples because I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm humble. I'm not like millennials. Millennials are so image obsessed. And Wait till you're... 33 <laughs> Gen Zs. No, I loved, I stand Gen Z. I stand with them. I support them. I offer them nothing but light and light and love. I don't know any children. <laughs> um, is there anything, because we do have a lot of questions. So. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to ask you something about uh, again, the the jury segment, okay. and this relates to Cody. This relates to to Cody winning. Tyler says Cody became Derek yeah. this season. Yeah. Did he though? Yes. Is my question to Honestly, you? Honestly, yes. Because yes. Well, he didn't have. It's sort of this was much like that season. This was a very boring season where the main person is controlling the entire house. And goes uh, up against zero, uh, zero fight, really. Like, the only people who were sort of yeah. trying to go against it were Kayser and Janelle, and they got booted very early on. Um, so, yeah, actually. I struggle with this. <laughs> Because I don't want to, I don't want to give, like, I don't think it was as impressive as a win as what Derek did. I don't know. Despite Could winning, you, couldn't you like, argue that it's even more impressive because it was a group full of all stars as opposed to a group full of newbies? Was it a group full of all stars? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe not, but philosophical question. Yeah, I don't know. I'm and, I'm ready to give Cody his due. It's no skin off my back. He's give him give him the status. He's up there. He's he made it really far his first season. And he won his second season. So. I think he would even admit that he kind of just like rode coattails the first season and wasn't really fully aware of the degree to which Derek was controlling the game. Yeah. The first go around. I just felt like this was this was more like happenstance and just like people wanting to hang out with an attractive guy and kind of just doing what he said rather than Derek he's in his like thirties, I believe, during BB sixteen, he looks like a pink faced <laughs> little boy. He looks like Nelson Muntz, and I think he—I I don't know—it seemed like Derek was doing a lot more like social manipulation. Mm -hmm. Not that Cody wasn't. It just felt—I don't know—it felt more puppet stringy to me. The Derek game, whereas this one was just like Cody wanted it to happen, and there were enough people there to make it happen because like. Everyone wants to make hot people feel good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that good looks don't have anything to do with social graces and social game. Of course they do. Um, but that's a really good point in that, like, social game is so underrated. 
Um, people talk about comp games. They talk about strategy. Really often what it all comes down to is whether people like you or not. And if they, because if they Absolutely. like you, they're more willing to trust you. They respect you. They don't want to stab you in the back. They feel that sense of loyalty. Like that's really what it usually comes down to. And I think we struggle as a fan base sometimes in seeing, because people want to say, you know, like, like Paul is a goat and Tyler is one of the greatest of all times. But honestly, no, they're both great, but they're not as, I, I, I'm confident in saying neither of them are as good as Cody because yeah. they, for whatever reason, flopped socially where Cody thrived. And maybe that's because Cody is just so good looking. I don't know, but. I yeah. agree. I agree with that. I got a couple of just a few little things. Um, the jury questions themselves. I was disappointed in Big Brother in that they clearly just gave them cards with these milk toast questions really on lame. them that they were truly reading for the first time. Yeah. The only person they let have a real moment during what should be uh, an emotional processing and interrogation of these final two people. Who are we going to give this money to? The only person who got that was Nicole. Mm -hmm. And usually that question is like, why the fuck do you evict yeah. me? Or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's emotional and it's real. And it's like you have Kevin and and uh, David and stuff. They're literally like re reading. You can tell they're cold yeah. reading because they've literally never seen the question before. Oh, which question did you um, get? Oh, I got this one. You want to trade? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it really had no personal connection whatsoever, which is a fitting, frankly, uh, way to end the show. Absolutely. One more thing. Yeah. I have to bury my friend Kevin a little mm. bit here. So after the votes were cast, they did this little sort of thing with some of the uh, jury people, some of the, some, you know, <laughs> Kaser and, and mm -hmm. folks who were hanging in there on Zoom. Um, and it was like, Kevin, do you have any regrets? What would you do differently this time? Or it was sort of in response to Kaser talking about how like, going after Cody and sort of the, the major alliance. And Kevin was like, yeah, we all knew there was a major alliance and I, I wanted to work with Kaser and Janelle Moore to get that out. And it's like, bro, watch the fucking season when you turn this around. You were against them the beginning of the game. You had zero clue, zero clue until we even got to jury, like what was going on, who were the power players in this game. And then once we got to the jury, you were just like pawn of the week every week. And then until there was just nobody left and then it was you. Yeah. Like, do not say, like, yeah, you can say that you wish you would have like, gone after these people earlier in the game. But don't say that you knew about this in week two because you didn't. You were the most clueless person in the house and David was in this season. To be fair, I'm to be fair, I did see a tweet from Kevin that was a picture of a garbage can and he said like, this was my game this season. So He's self-aware yeah. guy. I love. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's great. Nothing personally yeah, yeah. against him. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to be, to your point, I'm sure he's going to be one of the one of the most self-aware people mm -hmm. about what this season of Big Brother was on Twitter, on whatever he chooses yeah. to do. If he wants to delete his Twitter, if he wants to not talk to any of these people again, fucking fine by that. me. Yeah. Good for you. Like, absolutely. But and he's on TV. He's asked this question. He doesn't know what to say. Don't say that you knew what was going on in this house in week yeah. two. Just don't say that because that was... <laughs> wow. I got the receipts really on that. You pushed one. your buttons there, didn't you, Brett? I love, is that my buttons have been pushed? Is that that's so funny that that's the note we're gonna end like talking about the show itself on? I mean, we'll get to questions, of course. Oh, I have I have a good note to end okay, on. Okay, please, Danielle. Always have faith. Oh, I have faith. All right, I have faith <laughs> that Julie's got an ironclad contract with CBS because I don't know why else why the hell else they would keep her ass on and not mix it up with a new fresh host for next season because it's getting old. Was it a little bittersweet when you saw that news that it was baby 23 was happening? It was. Just because it was announced like, yes, it's happening and it's happening with Julie. It, so it felt very like, yes, the thing you just hated watching for years is just going to happen all over again. And we, you know, when brands sweet, like we hear you. <laughs> we're bringing back the McRib we or whatever it is. 
<laughs> this tweet, this announcement was like, we're not listening. <laughs> we're doing things our way. <laughs> Eat up piggies. We're so sorry we poisoned that whole town. Hearts. <laughs> yeah. um, I was almost just like, man, maybe take a maybe take a summer off. Mm. Well, like I tweeted about this, right. but apparently there there's rumor that there might be a BBOGT. Can you handle that? <laughs> so I guess I I can certainly. Uh, uh, so I saw that. It's like, well, maybe just make Big Brother all OTT. Like, why do yeah. it? I, I know why do it on television because it's the middle of the summer. You have no programming. And you need, you need three hours of shows in the middle of the night. And it's cheap and easy to do. Just having these idiots live in a, a house in Studio City and just you shove raw meat under the door <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And you give people all the cheapest prize in uh, reality TV. Anyways, that's a good note to, to send, uh, to end on for big BB-22. Yeah. So let's get to some of your questions. We got a lot of great ones. Um, George Sings, who wrote us a wonderful email. So thank you, George. Wants to know, if at the start of the season, you could have swapped out one ha house guest with another all-star, who would it be and why? My pick would have been Nicole Anthony for Vanessa, as she wouldn't have lounged in a duvet all day. I think this season would have, I would have loved to have Vanessa on this season. I would have loved it. Oh, yeah. We needed someone who could start drama and go up against Cody. That's what we needed. What about Audrey? Pardon? What about Audrey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, I don't think she necessarily would have won or yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm more but... thinking, honestly, I'm like, who could we have... I would have taken out. Taking out Nicole A is was, is was yeah, that's good. a good choice. Nicole A got dealt a, a rough hand. Honestly, I hmm. would take out Nicole A and replace her with either Jess Graff, Rachel Riley, um, Vanessa, or like who's another dramatic woman. <laughs> that's what we that's what i needed i needed someone who was going to bring the heat a little bit i we've seen this stereotype a lot and i'm gonna lump cody in with a stereotype which is the like 20 something goody boy next mm -hmm. door he's attractive he's physically fit like hayden drew back in bb4 like just and cody falls in that he's just sort of like I'm just the youngest, most attractive, <laughs> nicest boy here. Um, so I would take, I mean, I would take out Cody. Like I just didn't. Wow. I love like that. Actually take out Cody and replace him with Vanessa. Co like put it. Yeah. Or, or like, I mean, if we want to keep it like gender, like the gender, the same, like put in Johnny Mac, <laughs> like put in like a fucking weirdo. like put in like more weirdos. Yeah. I just want more. We all want more chaos and more mm -hmm. weirdos here. And yeah. I just needed I more I mean, storyline. Uh, uh, just more, yeah, story. Um, from Zach S. Foster, am I the only one who instantly felt hopeful about November 3rd when Devon won America's Favorite House Guest? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, <laughs> do we want to do it? Do we want to get Brett into this? Is a like, pessimist. I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> <No. laughs> I, I, I mean, I am optimistic. I am optimistic. I just spoke with, um, I was on the phone with my mom earlier today and we were talking about it and she's not optimistic about it. Um, and I am optimistic about um, the results of Tuesday's election. I, I I have some reservations. I don't know if we want to talk about this too well, much, the but like, I, could, I could get into them. <laughs> the only thing I'll, I'll say is it's so interesting to me that this is the second big America, I mean, obviously, because they happen every four years, but the second presidential election we've podcasted about Big Brother through, because the first one was BBOTT. And I just mm -hmm. have memories of, of, of the next day, I think we podcasted or like that week we podcasted about OTT when that horrible cloud descended over America. And it's just like, I don't know how I can handle it again if it does happen again. I don't, I don't remember much about 20. Well, I do remember some things about 2016. I went out to a bar with a number of friends because we were kind of expecting to, it to be a nice, nice fun mm -hmm. night. And uh, the next day at work. So the day of the election, there was some sort of party at my office 
completely unrelated to the election, some sort of, I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but there was like all sorts of balloons and shit yeah. hanging on the walls. And we got in the next, and I got to the office the next day and no one had taken any of it down. And it was like every, you know, I live in Southern California. My office is in Santa Monica. I, I cannot imagine that there, there might've been like a secret <laughs> Trump voter or two in there, but like most of everyone's like, young and and liberal where i work and like i cannot imagine yeah and basically like not a lot of people showed up to the office that day and everything just looked like there was a party that was done the next day and just all these sad like half empty balloons and it was rough and at least one of my co-workers had a very 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 strong uh emotional yeah reaction sure. it's understandable and might have been told to go home <laughs> all right well, but, well uh, listen let's move on to the there he, he, so l- let us remain hopeful but um here's a great question from it's matt Steele. if the characters from the trial of the chicago seven were in the big brother house great question who would win who would be the first evicted who would be america's favorite favorite player and who would show man wow just oh. the layers to this question. So who would win? You know, we hate to see it, but Eddie Redmayne's character would win. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne would win. Yeah, no, you're out, you're on it. He fits into First that evicted, stereotype. Abby like Hoffman, this. played by Sasha Baron Cohen. Also America's <laughs> yes, favorite. Yes, also America's favorite. And then who would showmance? Mm, the judge character would showmance Christmas. Oh. Christmas does love power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They would have a lot to talk about. Um, such a great question. I was I was actually thinking about Chicago 7. I did not see this question before, but I was thinking about Chicago 7. I thought of my own Chicago 7 themed question for you, Danielle. Okay. Um, and I'm glad that there was a question about it that reminded me. If Enzo was the lawyer for the Chicago 7, what would have happened? <laughs> I think the judge would have called a mistrial and it would just would have been the first time around. Yeah, exactly. Of, uh, second... He would have just been like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> You're a crook, I just, I just didn't find Hook. him. <laughs> I just didn't find Enzo a particularly good orator. Like he stands up, he's pacing around like a crazy person. He doesn't stand in one place. Yeah. Not everyone is a great not public the best. speaker. Not my, not my yeah. counsel. I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. I'd be like, my lawyer isn't <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> um, from Hamster Wrist, if you and Brett were cast in the Amazing Amazing Race, one, how oh. amazing would it be? Two, what kind of competitions would each of you thrive in? Three, how far do you think you'd make it? I think we'd be we'd be I, out. <laughs> I have not seen a season of the Amazing Race. It's like. Probably since the first season. Would, I think I remember I would watching the you first down. season. We would be terrible because I would, I would, um, I would sabotage us because I like to travel for the drama, for the clicks, and nothing about Amazing uh, Race is comfortable. So I would just be miserable the whole time. I think in like our our rare discussions of how we would play Big Brother, it it has it has like borne out. Uh, we've learned yes. this about each other. Years into yeah. our friendship, you and I are quite oh, so different, different people. <laughs> I I like to travel in comfort as well. When I go on vacation, I spare no mm-hmm. expense. I love paying for convenience. I once got into a fight with my friends at a going to an NFL football game because I wanted to pay for the more expensive parking. And I said, I don't even worry about it. I will pay for it myself. I will pay for it. You don't yeah. have to give me a dollar for parking. I just don't want to yeah. walk as much. And I was outvoted and like essentially kicked out of my <laughs> own car. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking walk up a hill. <laughs> To a football wow. game. So actually we're uh, a good match. <laughs> but at the same time, but as much as I like those things, like I'm not going, I'm not going on vacation. I'm not staying at a fucking motel six. Like I'm staying mm-hmm. somewhere nice. At the same time, I'm I'm a fucking, I am like authoritarian in how time should be spent 
in when people should arrive someplace, okay. particularly in airport, oh, yes, the yes, hotel yes. lobby. I am, I, I can ruin friendships. You're not with on like, island time. <laughs> no, no. You said you meet us in the lobby at seven thirty for dinner. It's seven thirty three. Fuck, are you? <laughs> I, I, I'm that person. <laughs> so I think I would get yeah. us far if we're we, if, if we our friendships survived, class, if our friendships survived. Oh yeah. Well, if you're fine for first class, you show up fucking as late as possible well, to the gate. Well, yeah. Well, it sounds like actually we would be a pretty good match travel-wise. So maybe it would be amazing and we would thrive. So I now I'm comfortable saying we'd make it halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't think we'd win. I don't no. think we'd win. Like, I, I don't remember what any of the competitions are like in that no, show. I mean, they all have to do it's with the like same shit, generally. probably eating different foods from different cultures and trying to speak the language or whatever. Uh, um, what? Yeah. Okay, so this is from Paging Dr. Will. What version of Julie Chen Moonves do you think we will see when they boot her back up for BB23? I'd be fascinating, fascinated if the last two years mashed up and she graced us with some verses from her, from her hemp Bible instead of the other one. Like smoke in the hemp Bible? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, would, I would truly love it if we came back and Julie was just straight up Antifa and like totally agnostic and you know went through like a very belated adolescent punk rock phase that would be i mean julie needs to mix it up come on <laughs> i will say that in the k-shaped recovery of our world mm -hmm. economy following the the collapse, uh, you know, the societal collapse, really, of of the, the the simultaneous rise of fascism and and the coronavirus. Um, our world's rich people are potentially living oh, their yeah. best lives oh, yes. right now. Like after today, I still gotta live in my apartment and like do my job and <laughs> shit. Um, and have what resources I have. And I'm blessed to have the resources I have. Julie Chen can go in the cryo <laughs> chamber. She can have the personal trainer. She can eat her juiced mm. greens. She does not have to live out the rest of the quarantine in the same way that us normies do. So when Julie Chen comes back for BB23, whenever that is, she's going to be more refreshed. She's going to be more refreshed than... The contestants, people live in this like, oh, it's been 12 months. I haven't seen my my parents. Yeah. Lord knows who's president. An ostrich <laughs> is president right now. So I think Julie Chen's going to be rejuvenated more so than mm. usual. I, yeah, I agree, actually. That's a good point. We have a question from January Jones. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and January Jones would like to, would love to hear you two generally talk about jo jokers at some point for a few minutes. It's a truly weird but lovable site as North America's premier BB casuals would be fun to hear you all ruminate about jokers and other sites and your thoughts on them. So that's a great question because jokers is like a necessity during the BB season, like usually because if I can't watch feeds all day, which, you know, usually I can't, um, I. Well, not that we canceled yeah, exactly. our live feed subscriptions. It's a great resource <laughs> to see what's going on in the house. It's like a minute by minute uh, written or yeah. history of what's going on in the house. And you can refresh it so you can see they have all the info. They also have a ranking. And I don't know where you vote for the ranking, but it's like the favorite house guests according to the Jokers community. And it usually aligns with public opinion, I believe. Then there's also Jokers message boards, which I have not waded into. I, w I wouldn't say the the votes there are like totally aligned with a public opinion because it's more of like a super fan. It's like, because like Tyler does well mm -hmm. on those, but I think to the mass audience of big brother tyler is obviously very very like he's the second most favorite person on this season whereas this season like i don't know what the finals were on joker i guess i could look it up right now but i remember he was like more in the middle um because you have like 
Oh, where the hell are these damn rankings? Um, well, Tyler was fifth. Janelle Kaser and Keisha were the top three <laughs> in the rankings. Yeah, to me, that aligns <laughs> with public perception. Yeah, and Dave and Davon was actually behind behind Tyler. So I think like mm, interesting. Yeah, uh, who knows what? Do, what the fuck do I know? Um, one River Mike wants to know wants to have confirmation of coverage of Canadian Big Brother. We cannot confirm or deny at this time because we cannot confirm nor deny that Danielle, Canadian citizen, Canadian resident, will not oh, be exactly. On That's why. <laughs> Have I submit? No, I have not. But they could still just scout me on the street when I'm walking my dog, you know? Absolutely. Every girl's dream. Um, oh my gosh, is that baby <laughs> shark but a dog? Have you ever considered being on reality television? The localized version? Oh my gosh. And this hand holding the <laughs> leash. It's so beautiful. And connected to, oh my gosh, this the body is the person is she's smart, she's young, she's attractive, she's got she's it all not going. Young, she's not too young. She could <laughs> um, from Matt May 81. I don't have any questions because honestly, my brain has already expelled most of the season. I just want to say thanks Good. to both Good of for you for an awesome pod and getting us through. Wouldn't have made it without you, and my dishes would have remained unwashed. Listen, it's a public ser service, this podcast, really. Yeah, I mean, the government should be paying yeah. us. <laughs> like, we don't need to be sponsored by, we don't need to be sponsored by a Squarespace or or something like that. Just like, hey, this is the government is putting on the service the government's paying exactly. for the service. So. Um, but first, Big thought. Bro wants to know, how hard were you squealing <laughs> when Derek cut Ratatouille? And also thoughts on Nicole A not getting a single word in at finale. I mean, my 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 thought for that is it's what she deserves um, for Nicole A. And as for Derek cutting uh, Nicole, yeah, I definitely thought like at least it was a little unexpected and interesting. It was certainly certainly a dramatic moment that we needed in that finale. Honestly, I thought the biggest question of the episode. I knew who. I knew hey, we watched this on Friday morning right now. We watched this on today on Friday. Like I knew who, everything that happened in it, uh, including like who won the HOH. Um, I felt the mo most interesting question of the episode would have been if Nicole won what she mm. would have done. She says, and I, I believe her that she should, that she would have taken Cody, but I thought I, I didn't think there was much of a chance of Cody taking right. Nicole if he won. And I thought there would be more of a chance that Nicole wouldn't take Cody than vice yeah. versa. That would have been interesting to see. Yeah, it would have been. Um, this is a very funny question to me from Ian F.U. Houlihan. Are we going to pretend that the Big Brother house isn't racist? Um, no, we're definitely not. If you listen to this podcast, we've commented many times. Yeah. Welcome. About how that is a huge Welcome. problem in Big Brother. So we think there are some structural <laughs> yeah. problems with the show. Um, so we need to wrap up in two minutes. So I'm going to get to a couple. We have a couple more questions. So as a relatively, this is from Sir Duke. As a relatively new watcher, started seriously watching during 19. When's the last time a season genuinely surprised at final two? Really fooled myself into thinking Enzo's wild answers would shift some votes. And what do you think can shake this show up if not fix it? I mean, the last, I wasn't surprised, but the last finale where I was truly invested was BBOTG. And before that, I was really into... Um, BB18 towards the end was really a toss up between uh Vic and I mean Nicole and Paul. Yeah. And BB17 was an interesting one too cuz you had these two kind of heavyweights in Steve and Vanessa and then you had like <laughs> Yeah, that was Julia a thing so one was there and and it's like I was it was so interesting it was I was thinking about that finale during while watching this because these people were so connected with each other and were crying and it was so hand-wringing and emotional for Cody to make that mm -hmm. cut of Nicole there. 
And then you have, I was just thinking about BB-17 where it's like you have Steve and Vanessa who are kind of working together, but like, I I can't imagine Steve, Vanessa, and and Liz, I think it was like, I can't imagine these three people ever being in the same room ever again after this. And like Steve wins HOH and evicts Vanessa and Liz is like, super fucking surprised and profusely thanking Steve. Like they've been in the house as final three together for a week. I don't even know if Steve and Liz had a fucking conversation (laughs) once during that week. Like Liz is the type of girl who would like not want anything to like, would not even want to be in the same room as Steve. So I was just thinking about that as, as a, as a uh, comparison. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then as for how we would fix the show, that's a whole other conversation. We're yeah, gonna we'll do, do that. that. It, it's its own episode. So for now, thank you guys all so much for listening and joining us on this journey. Even though it was not the most exciting, bumpy ride, it was still a ride, and I'm glad we could be on it together. It was yeah. bumpy. Yeah, not a couple. It was bumpy. bumpy. A couple poggles. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. Always get at us at Hey Julie BB. Bye Julie. Bye Julie.